Welcome to Friday Word. Today is the first Friday of November and I am LaToya, your TGN Daily Collaborator, privileged to be assigned to this day to deliver the Word of God to all my sisters in Christ Jesus and all women seeking to know Him through the teaching of His Word. I don't think I've ever been so excited to deliver what the Holy Spirit is pouring into me on your behalf. If I have, today it feels brand new, and I love that about God. So for His glory, may His Word wake us up to who He is today. First and foremost, praise the Lord for delivering His Word through Sharon last week. Her talk, titled, What Kind of Glasses Are We Wearing?, truly served as a catalyst for me to hear what the Lord has been readying me to share with you today for all of our growth in Him. Today, by the Word of God, we're going to put on the glasses of God's goodness, titling this message today simply as good. G-double-O-D. Amen. Beloved, God is good. God is good. And I'll say it again. God is good. Let's pray. Father, the psalmist says that you are good and you do good. Hallelujah, Lord. We just declare that today, Lord. Whether we feel it or not, we declare that you are good, Lord. Father, I'm so excited just to declare your goodness today. (laughs) What a privilege it is to put on the right lenses, right? The right glasses, which is always through the goodness of our God. So Lord, we just give you thanks this morning or whatever time of day it is for being so good to us. Lord, I ask that you would forgive each and every one of us that we would confess and repent of seeing you as anything less than good. You are good all the time and all the time you are good. Lord, help us to truly believe believe it, to truly live life seeing that. Hallelujah. Seeing you in your full glory, in your goodness through your son, Christ Jesus, Lord. I believe this is a bondage breaker message you have for us today, that this is an opportunity to walk in the newness of life we have in Christ Jesus. If we will receive what you are speaking and revealing to us, words that may be familiar, but the power of the word coming through, Lord, not by me, but by your might through your spirit in Christ Jesus, Lord. We are depending on you. So may the goodness of God flow through this message. May your goodness be all over my words, God, and may your goodness open up our ears to hear what our Father is saying and what he is doing for our good today. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for being so good. Amen. 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 It is so. It is so, so that the dogs are barking as I speak the word right now. Sisters, do we believe our Father in heaven is good and doing good at all times? Our time together today is meant to challenge us but for good, not for our destruction. I want you to leave this time equipped 
We have an enemy trying every chance he gets to convince us that God isn't good. As Sharon mentioned from Genesis 3 last week, the devil's temptation is always going to attempt to get us to question if God is being good to us. Beloved, our God is good and he is calling us to gain and grow in right perspective. His perspective, according to his word and by his spirit who brings us life. Before we get into the scriptures, I want to present our first challenge, which is, are we declaring what we truly believe? Now, how many times have you sang Good, Good Father by House Fires or any other worshiper who's singing it? How many times have you sang You Are Good by Israel and Newbreed and been so caught up in the feel of the music and the emotion brought on by the lyrics, yet once back into the reality of our lives, live as if it was untrue. How often have we automatically said all the time to God is good and God is good to all the time, right? Knowing it's not truly rooted in our hearts. Today, we're going to be in several places of scripture so that God can renew our minds in his word of his goodness. Peter, Paul, And even Jesus himself tell us throughout the New Testament, we are to be sober, vigilant, alert, for our enemy is the father of lies and is prowling around waiting for the opportunity to devour. Let's go back to Genesis 3, verses 4 to 5. The serpent said to the woman, surely you will not die. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Do you hear that questioning, that tainting of the character of God as if (laughs) him not knowing and knowing what good and evil is being enough and for us as his children, as his creation? Sisters, he is a liar. He lies. He seeks to deceive, to destroy, and to steal from the children of God and will make it appear like the truth. Read Genesis 3, 4 to 5 again. Doesn't it seem like it could be true? Our weapon against this is not only the sword, but the sword of the Spirit. The word and the reliance on the Spirit of truth given to us from God in Christ Jesus. We are about to go through different passages of the scripture, and I want you to ask the Lord as we read through to reveal his goodness to you. Sisters, my beloved sisters of God, hallelujah, it is time to hear what the Spirit is speaking to the daughters of God to build us up so that we can stand strong in the Lord and not in ourselves, hallelujah, but in our God and his awesome word. Now the Lord took me to some really strange verses for us today, but we're going to go with it because you know, God is in control and we want what he has for us. Amen. So we're going to start with Genesis chapter 50 verse 24. I'm reading out of the new English translation. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will surely come to you 
and lead you up from this land to the land he swore on oath to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now we could go through the whole testimony of, of Joseph throughout Genesis and find all the ways that God is and was good to him. Hallelujah. And not only to him, but even to the brothers who sold him into slavery, right? Um, and, and to even to Egypt, who took Joseph in and, and raised him up to become second in command of leadership over the, the nation, right? There's so many good tidbits, but why this verse? Why would the Lord leave us with the final words of Joseph to his brothers? Um, and what I got from it was the Lord's timing, right? That the Lord wants to teach us about the goodness of his timing. As Joseph um, speaks this promise of fulfillment, he, he's actually prophesying, right, to his brothers. He's encouraging his brothers. He's reminding his brothers of the Lord. But one thing the Lord brought to mind is that those he's speaking to never left Goshen, right? They never left that land. It was generations later that exited Egypt with Moses. Yet they had to pass on these words. They had to encourage the next generation. They had to continue to speak on it and believe for it. Um, as those 400 years that God prophesied to Abraham moved through, as generations died off and, and new generations were born. So therefore, I want us to ask the Lord to show us his goodness in that. His goodness in speaking his word, right? And his his goodness in allowing his word to marinate is the best way to say it. Like it marinates. It doesn't happen as quickly as we would like it to. And and but when but his word is true. His word is good itself and his word is trustworthy. If you've been meditating with me in in through listen, we've been hearing that over and over how reliable and trustworthy his word is. And we know if you if we're familiar with the Bible or and if you're not, I'm I'm letting you know the the secret now. Israel is delivered out of the land of Egypt, right? And so I want us to take the time to seek the Lord and his goodness in that. What else would the Lord want to speak to you in this one verse in the knowledge of the word that you ha in the knowledge of the word that you have um in your in the knowledge of God that you have? How is he pointing towards his goodness in the way he works through his timing? Uh, in the word and promises he gives to us. Next, let's move into the New Testament. I'm going to now read out of 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 30. This is Paul writing to the church in Corinth, and this is the second letter we have from him. He's, he's talked to them about so many things, and this is another area of topic as um, Paul is actually sort of defending <laughs> um, who, who and what God has called him to be and to do, right? So let's go ahead and read these, these verses. Are they servants of Christ? I am talking like I'm out of my mind. I am even more so, with much greater labors, with far more imprisonments, with more severe beatings, facing death many times, 
Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with a rod. Once I received a stony. Three times I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I spent adrift in the open sea. I have been on journeys many times in danger from rivers, in danger from robbers, in dangers from my own countrymen, in dangers from Gentiles, in dangers in the city, in dangers in the wilderness, in dangers at sea, in dangers from false brothers, in hard work and toil, through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, many times without food, in cold and without enough clothing, Apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxious concern for all the churches. Who is weak? And I am not weak? Who is led into sin? And I do not burn with indignation? If I must boast, I will boast about the things that show my weakness. Again, there is so much here in these verses, but what we're pointing out now is in reading this, right, Paul uh, defending to the church, a church that did not, for some reason, was questioning his his apostleship, basically. Um, he lists all that he went through as in being a servant of Christ and being an ambassador of Christ, right? The shipwrecks, the beatings, the dangers, the, 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 the hunger, right? We can go right back through that list now, but I bring this to our attention because I believe the Lord's bringing to us to our attention to ask in reading all that is God good. Was God being good to Paul? Now, I want us to be honest, because I believe some of us would say no, right? What was God doing? Why wasn't he helping him in, 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 not even to go through some of these things, right? But the word of God is giving us the reality of life, the reality of the troubles in the world, the reality of the opposition of those who believe and proclaim the, the name of Jesus, and also the fact that God is good even in these things, through it all. And his goodness is to be found. You know, we can go back and, and through Acts and see all the ways that the Lord delivered Paul, all the ways that the Lord strengthened Paul, all the ways that God drew Paul nearer to him, which is always God's first um, desire, along with conforming us into the image of Christ. I believe the Lord is pointing us to the goodness found in finding him in all these so disasters, really, right? All the things we don't want to go through, all the feelings we don't want to feel, the things we, do, we thought we escaped from when we were saved, when more so we were brought into a covering to walk through these things while we still live in, on the earth. So, beloved, I, I ask again, was God good to Paul? Do you see or know his goodness through these things? 
You know, Paul ends this selection of verses while saying, I, I'll boast in my weaknesses. I will boast in my weaknesses. And you find out in, in chapter 12 that he does so that so the power of God could be made known so that the grace of God can be shown sufficient. And again, that, 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 that is, that is another message for another time. Right now, I want us to seek the Holy Spirit and, and discovering a new, a fresh, or even for the first time, God's goodness remains even through the destructions, the disasters, the troubles of life. It's never removed from his children. Lastly, we're going to go to Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. On that day, when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go across to the other side of the lake. So after leaving the crowd, they took him along, just as he was in the boat, and other boats were with him. Now, A great windstorm developed and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was nearly swamped. But he was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. They woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we are about to die? So he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Be quiet, calm down. Then the wind stopped and it was dead calm. And he said to them, why are you cowardly? Do you still not have faith? They were overwhelmed by fear and said to one another, who then is this? Even the wind and sea obey him? I'm going to be honest. I got chills as I was reading that. (laughs) Praise the Lord for Jesus, right? Praise the Lord for Jesus. Now, beloved, there's, again, so much here. But what I want us to focus on in on is God, Jesus, who was fully God, fully man, during a great windstorm that was swamping the boat, <laughs> was in the stern, sleeping on a nice, well, I'm just saying it was a nice little cushion. The Bible only says a cushion. But he was in peace, like he was asleep, you know. Is this God being good? What I love about Jesus in these verses, in this testimony here, um, is that when he was awakened, right, he moved into action. When his disciples questioned if he cared, he moved into action. Even though his, his disciples were full of fear, or this translation says cowardly, right? They didn't have faith in God to take care of them, that they were with the Messiah himself. And yet he rebuked the wind for them. And in this instance, the disciples got a fresh view of who Jesus is. There was a revelation of Jesus in this for them to where they feared him. You know, I don't know if that means they were scared or, you know, or is that the reverence and awe that the Bible speaks about? Is it all of the above? But in this moment, 
he was more than he was minutes before, right? He was more than the one they turned to, right? They turned to him to take care of them. And yet when he did it, they were more than amazed by by how he took care of things. Beloved, how much more so are we just like these disciples? How much more so does the wind storm and the waves rise up in our lives and we question the care of our God if he's even there? Beloved, the Lord is saying his goodness is there for you. If, the, if you're in a, in, a, in a storm, which just seems it's going to take you out, our God cares and his goodness is there for you. What, the, what our Savior is speaking today, and, and, and again, if you meditate with us, we've been in Hebrews 11. He's really speaking about our faith in him. Our faith in him. The God who controls the winds and the seas, they obey him, right? He, do we have faith that our God is moving in his power, in his love, in his care, in his concern, and his goodness towards us in whatever we're walking through today? What more can we talk about? There's so many other great Um, places within the word to where it seems that God isn't good, isn't moving in good, but yet his word tells us in in Romans 8, 28, that he causes, he is the God who causes all things to work for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. I think about Israel and how rebellious they were, so much so that it caused them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years and a generation died off. But the truth is, they still continue to experience the goodness of God, right? Like, the, do you remember how they were fed the heavenly manna? They they got to experience God in ways that I wish we experienced sometimes, right? I don't know if you agree with me, but I do. I'm like, you know, I want to see the water come from the rock, <laughs> you know? But I don't want to wander in the wilderness. But it, again, I'm just saying that the goodness of God remained even for a rebellious people because they were his people. Joshua and Caleb, who had faith, even had to wander with these people, but yet the goodness of God allowed them to enter into the promised land. They were two of that generation that died off that got to enter into the promised land. Moses didn't even get to enter in. But in it all, the goodness of God remained. God was being good, doing good, filled with goodness for his people. Now, Let's take a look at our own lives. Where do you stand today? What trouble were you in the other day? Was God good when it was hard and everything didn't go as planned? Was God working good throughout um, the trials, the pain? Or was, it o- was he only good when everything went the way you wanted it to go? Beloved, God is breaking that fallacy within us. For if we're going to declare that God is good all the time and all the time he is good, we must live it. 
Now, just in the verses that in selection of scriptures we were in today, I'm sure there's much more application that the Holy Spirit is going to bring to each and every one of us, right? Because the Lord knows how to diversely divide his word so that we will hear it in the ways we need to hear it to live it out to him. Amen. But I just want to remind us to check, check with God and God being good in the timing of the fulfillment of the word he has spoken to us, right? The ultimate promise, the ultimate thing we're waiting for is Christ's return. We believe that. We're waiting for that. We, If we're waiting for that, what about all the little things, the other things within our lives, our daily lives that God has promised? Are we willing to trust him in his timing today? How is he directing you to live out in that goodness that comes in the waiting? You know, God is good in pain, the trials, hardship, disasters of life. Will we trust him in this today for ourselves? How may the Lord be leading you to a new perspective for yourself or another believer you see going through a hard time? God is good in revealing himself. Hallelujah. Who is this? What is God revealing to you of his goodness today? He wouldn't give the word if he was if it wasn't his intention to reveal himself to you afresh, deeper, more intimately in truth. And I'm here to remind you of that truth. That truth is yes. God is good. He was, is, and always will be good to you and to me, to all people, but especially his people. I think of how Jesus walked this earth and was good to every single person he encountered, revealing the true nature of God. But wasn't he especially good to his disciples who had left everything for him? Recently, both Charles Spurgeon and Alistair Begg reminded me of what God's goodness really is. His goodness is, regardless of particular favors and enjoyments we're waiting on or have received, his goodness is his character, his love, his power, his faithfulness. His goodness is his working his holiness in us, working the victory over evil tendencies, strong tempers, evil habits, habits, excuse me. It is full assurance in our God, right? It is that near communion he he draws us to with him. It is the access we have in Christ Jesus to him to pray and into all truth. It's the boldness and confidence we have received through Christ Jesus. It is the ways we endure, the strength he gives us to do so, and it continues. It's not this one time and then never again. No, our God continues to pour out and keeps pouring out to the overflow in Christ Jesus by his spirit, his goodness. And if we lack it or we feel that we lack it, the truth is it's not God's unwillingness to give. It's not a change in his nature, but it's often our lack of faith to receive. There are so many songs that declare the goodness of God to us, but there are two that have been ringing in my soul as the Lord was pinning this talk, as Sharon likes to call it, with and for you. One lyric says, I 
I know who I am because I know who you are. You are a good God. And that is the song, Good God. Beloved, will we ever know who we are if we don't first know that our God is good? Seriously, all the time, no matter what we're facing and walking through, no matter how crazy this world continues to go, (laughs) can we take ownership of that lyric of knowing who we are because we know who he is and we trust who he is and he is a good God. Now, the next is a a break or a bridge. I'm, I'm not sure of the term, but it's what many worship leaders use and begin to proclaim in the midst of many songs. They say, you are good, so good, real good, still good. Hallelujah. Can we begin to proclaim that? You are good, so good, real good still good. Can you say this and mean it? It's okay if you can't today. Confess that to the Lord and let him work in your heart. Let him work in your area of unbelief. Don't hide these parts from him. I'll let you in on something huge. It's not hidden from God. He knows it's all. He knows it all. But it it's only hindering you and your relationship with him, with him. Again, I told you the Lord is breaking things today. Let's agree with that work. Confess where we don't believe these things about the Lord and allow him to pour out that truth within us. I love how our God is a confirming God. Um, this morning, the spirit woke me up with You Are Good, singing in my heart, mind, soul, and spirit, the song that I mentioned earlier by Israel and the New Breed. And as I looked for it on Spotify and played it, it took on such a new meaning for me. I can't even bring to words what I know by faith that God was working in me and had brought... um, had brought to a place that I I couldn't have done on my own, right? I don't I don't I don't know how to give words to it, but it's a work of God. I recommend you turn to these familiar songs about God's goodness and seek the Lord through them. Praise the Lord through him through them. Worship God no matter how we're feeling with these songs. I have to ask again, does your heart truly believe God is good? Are you receiving his goodness that is available to you in Christ Jesus in your life today? Are you looking through the lenses or glasses of God's goodness over you and in your life and even over the earth? Are we clear about what is good to the Lord? And even if we are, please know we'll be growing in this knowledge forever probably. But are we solid? Do we, are we grounded and rooted in the truth that we do know? Father, you are good. And that song goes on to say we worship you for who you are. You are good. Yes, you are Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. You are good. Beloved, I have to say again, I don't think I've ever had more fun preparing 
a message teaching a time in the word because it's so true that when we receive and think about God as he truly is, everything within us changes. Praise the Lord for the power of the Holy Spirit working within me. And if you believe and have received and confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you too have him and this glorious power working effectually within you. But let's not take this lightly. This is a sober wake-up call for us, beloved, in receiving what God is revealing of himself to us in truth. Will we receive and believe him? Will we take the time to draw near to him, to respond to his drawing near to us? I think I mentioned this before, but we've been, we just finished meditating in Hebrews 11 this past week, the full chapter. And it puts the emphasis on the necessity to draw near to God. But to do it, in order to do it, to please God, we must walk by faith, believing he is good, that he is God, that he exists, and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. I don't know about you, but rewards are a good thing in my book. And this is who our God is. This is who he says he is. Will we take him at his word? Beloved, I pray that we do so. So earlier this week, I gave a heads up to a few friends, and I want to keep you two in the loop as we seek after God together. TGN Daily is going to be emphasizing our good God this month of November. Even if it's not said specifically, Every part of the word and fellowship in our Lord that you encounter will be about, rooted in, and filled with the goodness of God and seeking to hold on to his goodness no matter what. So I hope that you will continue to join me and any collaborators and contributors with TGN Daily this month as we seek our God by faith in his goodness. Speaking of his goodness, sisters, I will always remind you that the our Father's goodness is found in prayer, and you are always welcome to join me and other sisters in intercession prayer as we ask the Lord to continue pouring out his goodness over his church and this fallen world for the purposes of his son's return. First Friday prayer has been made, set, and cultivate, cultivated and continues by the grace of God and by his leading. And he has made it possible for us to join together in the most unique of ways that honor him and makes it possible for every single one of us to join in. For more information on that, please check out the latest First Friday prayer posts on TGNDaily.org for this morning's prayer and the upcoming month. And let's worship our God and join with him in prayer. And with that being said, let's pray. Father, the change of perspective is not in our own strength, but by you. Take what we have heard today, united with all the other good truth you are pouring out into our hearts and lives, and open our eyes to the light, the true light of your Son, so we can know you more, love you more, as we receive first from you all that we need in every way. Help us to grow in our comp- comprehension of this from the revelation of your good love for us and flowing towards us at all times. 
Father, silence the voice of the enemy for every believer listening to my voice right now and for every believer seeking after you right now. We want to hear you and you alone. Oh, how I get excited to declare this. You are good. Thank you for the privilege to proclaim this before my sisters, to declare it over their lives, Lord. And Father, help us to live in your goodness appropriately for your glory. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, Lord Jesus, come. In your name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord God for the word today. And I just want to thank you, sisters, for joining with me and seeking after the Lord in receiving what he has for us today. Be encouraged to continue in this conversation with him because he has more than you could ever imagine or ask for for you when it comes to the revelation of his goodness and him being so good. May you be blessed in the goodness of the Lord 